time of our arrival in St. Helena, it contained only 500 white inhabitants, including the garrison, consisting of a battalion of infantry, 160 men, and a company of artillery in the East India Company service. The number of slaves is about 300. In 1821, the population consisted of about 800 whites, 300 Negroes, and 100,800 Chinese or Lascars included in this number, 900 Chinese imported for the special service of Longwood. The garrison was composed of the battalion of infantry and the company of artillery and of two regiments of the line, a troop of dragoons, a detachment of sappers and miners, or pioneers, and a company of the Royal Artillery, besides 11 vessels of war, having on board a number of soldiers and marines, the expenses which the guarding and supporting of the emperor caused the English government amounted to eight millions of francs a year, without counting the extra expenses rendered necessary by the wants of a garrison so disproportioned to the resources of the soil, a single example will suffice to prove how insufficient these resources were. The garrison received rations for more than a year, precisely as if on board a ship, and the quantity of water allowed for our consumption at Longwood was regulated with so much parsimony that the emperor was obliged to give up taking a bath every day until Sir Hudson Lowe had succeeded in causing to be constructed on Diana's Peak a gigantic cistern after the model of that at Gibraltar in order during the rainy season to collect a sufficient quantity of water for the consumption of the inhabitants of Longwood. We were sure that this reservoir had cost an enormous sum of money. At any rate, it was a great use, and has completely changed the condition of the island. A fleet can now lay in a supply of water at St. Helena, before the works undertaken by Sir Hudson Low. This could only be done by isolated vessels, and even then with the loss of a great deal of time. The same is the case with regard to facilities of communication. At that time, there was only one carriage road, that from Plantation House into the town, and even that was far too steep. Now the island is intersected in every direction by good and broad roads. It is true that at the time of our arrival in the island, carriages were almost unknown. There was only one belonging to the governor, and it was drawn by oxen. We left behind us at Longwood two calashes, and if all the carriages which, during part of our residence there, were to be met with upon the roads leading to Plantation House to Longwood, and to the outworks are still in the island, there certainly wasn't twenty in all.